So in the first reading, uh, postulant Alex wrote, uh, read about the devil. And in the gospel, we just heard three times the passage from Mark about Jesus driving out demons. So four times in those two readings about the devil and driving out demons. Um, you know, spiritual warfare is a reality much more prevalent than what we think. We don't hear enough about it. Few topics do we hear about from the pulpit. Um, we don't really ever hear about contraception. We don't really ever hear about the existence of the devil, probably as much as we should. Uh, we don't hear enough about these kind of topics, the reality. Now, there's a great article or uh, book, I think, if I can remember right. I remember reading uh, about spiritual warfare from a father, Robert Carr. And I'd like to share with you some of the points he made, because I, as I was reading it, I was uh, thinking, wow, this, this is a good one. This is really good. Some, some are not such, but uh, this one I thought I'd like to share. Now, he says, oftentimes thoughts of spiritual warfare, you know, we, we, when we think of it, we think of the old classic Hollywood, head spinning around, projectile vomiting, um, you know, those kinds of things. But it's not really that. The devil's too smart for that in our Western culture. Now, we do see a lot of that in the third world, uh, but not too much in the Western culture. Um, he doesn't do that. He's much more effective by laying behind the scenes, not becoming fully had, because in the Western culture, we completely believe what we see. So if he, if he manifested himself more like that, we'd start to believe and turn to Christ. He's too smart for that. So he does it much more behind the scenes. So things like temptations. Uh, do you know, for instance, fighting temptation and living the gospel? Those are much more common forms of spiritual warfare than you're going to battle than possession. The daily temptations, the trying to be a disciple of Christ, laying down your, your will, uh, picking up your cross, denying yourself, following Christ, those, that's true spiritual warfare. Though what is what not maybe realized is we engage in this every day, right? Every day. And so why? The battle, the stakes are never higher. You know, we always talk about the high stakes of the Super Bowl or the high stakes of, you know, this competition or whatever, or this test exam I'm going to take, whatever. There are no stakes higher than the daily battle of spiritual warfare because it's the eternal fate of souls. Now, <clears throat> different things. There's so much you could talk about with spiritual warfare. I've done talks on it on my Saturday talks. But one of the things I never mentioned, and I'd like to, um, is there are rules, believe it or not. Everybody always hates that about the church. I'm tired of rules. Well, you might be thankful that there's rules by the Church of Spiritual Warfare, because it'll help save your soul, right? And so um, even St. Paul gives us this. What do we mean? All right. St. Paul reminds us in Ephesians 6 that our battle is not against human forces, against the flesh, or against each other, even though Satan wants to turn you against each other. That's his ultimate goal. Turn us against each other. But Paul says that's not 
where the real battle lies. The real battle is against powers and principalities, St. Paul tells us. The forces above. That's what we just read four times in these readings. So the devil influences us by the world. The world, the flesh, and the devil, he uses. The true enemy is not the flesh. God gave us the flesh. But Satan twists and uses that. The true enemy is Satan and the demons. Now, we will face every day the devil influencing the world to turn on us. And if you stand for the truth, the world will turn on you. Look what's happened in Hollywood, right? Actors like Kirk Cameron, not even Catholic, but this man has stood up for his faith and all of Hollywood turned against him. Let's look at Tim Tebow. All right. Everybody was kneeling um, for these political movements and to defund the police and all that. And, and all the athletes were, were kneeling and they were praised. But yet Tim Tebow kneels to give honor to God. And he was chastised, mocked, so made fun of that I admire this man so much because he didn't, he didn't let it stop him. So the satanic forces will try to get the world to turn on you, just like turning on Kirk Cameron, just like turning on Tim Tebow, that's what will happen. Now, whenever we are in battle, there are some rules that will help us to win. All right, what are those rules? Okay, first of all, you gotta define your enemy. Call the truth the truth. The enemy is not the truth. Truth is what will get you to heaven. And yet in our society, we constantly label the truth the enemy. Life in the womb is sacred. Marriage is between man and a woman. That is the truth. But yet it is called the enemy. Here is why we have to know the enemy. If we do not do this, we will be defeated because we don't know what we're up against. The surest way to lose a battle is to not know your enemy. That's what Jesus says in other parts of the scripture. Before you go into battle, count the cost. Know what your forces are against you. All right. This is because we fight the wrong enemy. We think that it is something different. All right. I mentioned the other day that when they passed, everything's a misnomer now in, 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 in Congress. They actually proposed a devastating bill and it passed. The destructiveness of this is maybe unlike the likes we have ever seen called the Protection of Marriage Act. Nothing could be more opposite from the truth. And this is what came out of it. It passed. And the president is there in the lawn of the White House and saying that if you do not support, if you do not support same-sex marriage and transgenderism, you are equivalent to a racist and an anti-Semite. Semite. You, you really are comparing the truth that God gave us a gender and marriage is between a man and a woman. You are comparing that to racism and anti-Semitism. This is the perfect example of the demonic twisting and calling what is good bad and what is bad good. All right. To know the enemy is the desire, I should say, to not know the enemy 
is the desires of evil. They don't want you to know who they are. They want what's evil to be called good, so you won't see it as an enemy. Good's not an enemy. This is love. This is love. Supporting these actions, supporting my, my friend who is cohabitating, this is love. That's what the evil one wants you to think. All right? So to not know the enemy is the desires of the forces of evil. Oh, hell doesn't exist. Oh, yes, it does. So anyway, there are three steps, this Father Robert Carr says, in engaging spiritual warfare to win. You got to know three things. One, define the enemy. Who are you fighting? Two, determine what the enemy wants you to do. And three, do the opposite. Isn't that interesting? I, I thought this was so well done. So let's look at these three. One, define the enemy. Paul tells us it's not each other. It's the powers and principalities, the, 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 the forces beyond us in the spiritual realm, the demons that Jesus just mentioned in the gospel three times. We have to define them, then determine what they want us to do, and then do the opposite. So how do we define the enemy? Okay. The enemy can be blatant or can be subtle, all right? Uh, blatantly or subtle. For instance, the enemy can be very subtle, not himself appearing to you and scaring you, but working through other people, something like a temptation to sin or a person who tells you, why do you go to church? It's nothing but a man-made institution. That is the enemy working through another person. Because by not going to church, you're cut off from the life-saving grace. Despite the stupid stuff some of us in the church have done, you don't leave Jesus because of Judas. And this is it. The enemy can be subtle through other people, convince us that what we're doing is a waste of time. I have my own family members, my own uncle, say, gee, what a waste of time prayer is. You spend all that time praying, he died anyway. Well, everybody's going to die. Does that mean that we shouldn't pray? Because prayer can help them to have a deathbed conversion that we don't even see. All right? So somebody who tells you, why are you messing around with church? Or you really need to move in with that person before marriage to really get to know who they are. You need to cohabitate. That's all subtly the evil one using others to tempt us. Now, the devil could be blatant, too. Could appear to you like we're going to read in St. Faustina. The demons appeared directly to her, trying to scare her. All right? The person or desire that wants you to act contrary to Christ is the enemy. How do you know what's contrary to Christ? Teaching of the church, the Bible. All right? The enemy is also defined by lies. So how do you know your enemy? When someone is trying to convince you that black is white and white is black, good is good, or good is bad and bad is good, what I just explained that our Congress is doing. They're trying to tell us what is evil and intrinsically evil is good. This is demonic. The prince of lies cannot tell the truth. The devil cannot tell the truth. Yet the prince of lies will call those who tell the truth liars. 
right? That is what's happening today. So when you hear someone telling blatant falsehoods as truths, like we just gave that example, Protection of Marriage Act, by letting marriage be redefined, that's not protecting it. Redefining marriage is not protecting it. That's a lie. And so calling those who point out the truth liars, like, or bigots or haters, like the Catholic Church, you're dealing with the forces of evil. Seen a lot in politics. These things are usually done with a smile. You know, just watch the Secretary of Transportation with this big smile talking about his husband and how evil everybody is to not support and embrace the act of, of, of homosexuality. It's, it's, it's done with a smile. That, that's how it's twisted. And so we have to understand that. What about the second step? Determine the desires of the enemy. Know what the enemy wants you to do. And then third step, do the opposite. What do we mean? All right. If it's the tempter, he will desire you to sin. He'll desire you to do things like, you don't need to go to church today. You know, you can sleep in. Uh, the church is just a rotten place. Well, yeah, the church is made up of, of evil, sinful people just as much as anything else, but not the church teaching and the grace that comes through the church. That is protected by the Holy Spirit. There are sinners in the church, but that doesn't make the church bad. All right? There are, there, the, the, this, is, this is, is, is something we don't understand. Now, if it is someone trying to lead you away from Christ, this is obvious, you know. Watch out for the desire commonly seen in our church today. Also is another danger, getting people to turn on each other. Man, do we see division in the church today, right? Like the work that right now, done to get people to turn against their priests, to turn against their bishops, even people who intend to do good are, are trying to circumvent the authority of the priests and the bishops. Now, I'm not saying follow the bishops that are outwardly teaching wrong or outwardly giving falsehood. I'm not saying follow them, and there are some of those. But if the bishop is holding firm to the true teachings of the church, I'm talking about like Bishop Strickland or Anthanasia Schneider, and yet people turn on them. That's the division of evil. All right. Got a lot of letters I have saying that I am divisive because of my homily on voting, that I was causing division, that I was being political. I never said who to vote for. didn't never said what political party to endorse. All I simply said is you got to vote for the dignity of human life, the sanctity of marriage, and the preservation of religious liberty. It doesn't matter what candidate. A candidate could be from Mars, but you got to support the candidate that supports those things. That's our church teaching. I was called divisive. I was called white supremacist. How do you get white supremacists out of pro-life um, defining marriage and, and uh, sanctity of marriage and preservation of religious liberty? I have no idea. But that's evil at work, right? All right, so look at how much effort was put into leading people to believe the church is evil division, all right? How little effort was actually, though, used in calling out Catholics to go to confession? 
You see, we're calling the church evil, but there was no effort to call people who are living sinful lives to go to confession. So instead of calling the church evil because they don't embrace these false actions of society, we're just calling the church evil. How about calling our loved ones and brothers and sisters out of love to repent? Instead of calling the church evil because the church is against what you're doing, how about out of love calling you to confession? That's the point. The desire is to get people to reject the church and the leaders, the bishops, the priests. And I said, not the, not the false ones. You don't want to follow those teachings. But what do you do? You see that's the purpose of the evil one? His desire? Do the opposite. So what does it mean to do the opposite? If the tempter, the devil, is leading you into sin, walk the other way. If he's leading you into relationship and it's not of God and the person is not good for your spiritual well-being, go the other way. If you are dealing with those trying to prevent you from going to church, go to church. If you're dealing with those who are trying to reject your priests and bishops, support your priests and bishops. If it's somebody that is helping you to be proud, be humble. If it is to procrastinate on your prayers, well, let's go watch TV instead. Begin to pray. Do the opposite. That's the whole message here. The reality of spiritual warfare is not something just about possession and head spinning and demonic voices. It's real and it is as common as everyday sin. Every time we sin, it's spiritual warfare because we're being led that way. Yet, the closer we walk to Christ, the more we can see the desires of the evil one. It's becoming very clear now. You know, back when I was growing up, it was, it was more gray. There was no outwardly, blatantly calling good evil. Pretty much everybody knew what was evil was evil and what was good was good. Now, there is none. Completely calling good evil and evil good. So we can see what the evil one wants. He wants us to stray from God. Find out how he's doing that in your life and do the opposite. That's the beautiful message of this Father Robert Carr, I think. I think it's a good way to look at our lives. Who is bringing us closer to God? Strengthen those relationships. Who or what is turning us away from God? Define your enemy. Know what he's trying to do. He's trying to turn me away from God. Do the opposite. So praise be to God that now we start the beginning of a new year. This is the first week in ordinary time. So let it be the first week that we begin of our new life and commit that to knowing our enemy, determining what he wants us to do, and doing the opposite. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. 
Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.